I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Age of Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Mm, I've seen better days, but I've seen worse. Yes, we got some, we got some good uh, some good football NASCAR talk for you tonight. Mm-hmm. Coming live from quarantine, baby. Oh yeah. well, yeah. Let's just not talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what we we'll just we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So yeah, that's gonna be fun for us. Anyways, let's get down to some NASCAR football talk. I got a lot to talk about, and I can't wait to do it. Let's do it, brother. So, first up, we had the Kansas results from this last weekend as taking the checkered flag in the number one spot was Kyle Larson in the number five Chevy. Second to him was Chase Elliott in the number nine Chevy. Third was Kevin Harvick in the number four Ford. Kurt Busch in the number one Chevy was fourth. Denny Hamlin in the number 11 Toyota was fifth. William Byron in the 24 Chevy was sixth. Martin Truex Jr. finished seventh in the number 19 Toyota. Christopher Bell in the 20 Toyota finished eighth. Joey Logano in the 22 Ford finished ninth. And Austin Dillon got another top 10 finish for the season as he finished in the top 10 at 10 in the number three Chevy. So we are down basically to pretty much the final four. Um, This could change, but this is basically how it's looking going into um, the next two races. Kyle Larson is number one in the standings. Chase Elliott is number two in the number nine Chevy. Danny Hamlin in the 11 Toyota's third. And Kyle Busch. Has a one-point lead over fifth-place Ryan Blaney um, in the number 18 Toyota. So that could possibly change, but we know for a fact, though, Kyle Larson's already in the top four, ready for the championship race in a little over a week and a half. Yeah, Kyle Larson is just, like, uh, killing everybody right now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's been a fun watch. It's been murder. Yeah, 
Well, we get to talk about it some more, but let's first get to the NFL standings. Let's do it, bro. So the Bills are four and two with a six sixty seven win percentage. The Patriots are three and four with a four twenty nine win percentage. The Jets are one and five with a one sixty seven percentage, and the Dolphins are one and six with a one forty three win percentage in the AFC East. In the AFC North, the Bengals. That's right, the Bengals are on top of that division at five and two, tied with the Ravens, but have the tiebreaker with the head to head matchup that just happened this weekend. Both have a five and two win record and a percentage of seven fourteen. The Browns are in third place at four and three with a five seventy one win percentage. And your Steelers are had a bye week, so they are still three and three five hundred. In the AFC South, the Titans won again as they moved to five and two with a seven fourteen win percentage. The Colts won on Sunday Night Football in an ugly, storming game in San Francisco. We'll talk about that later as they are up to three and four with a four twenty nine win percentage. The Jaguars had a week off after they came back from uh, England at 1-5 still, so 167 win percentage. And the Texans lost again, dropping to 1-6 with a 143 win percentage. Go Jags, man. And they're not in the, the very last spot anymore. There you go. By a half game. <laughs> hey, man. It don't matter. Right? All right. In the AFC West, the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders are on top of that division at 5-2 and two with a 714 win percentage. The Chargers had a bye week, are 4-2 and two with a 667 win percentage. The Chiefs are 3-4 and four after another loss at 429 win percentage, tied with the Broncos at 3-4 and four with a 429 win percentage. In the AFC division, out on the East Coast, in the Eastern division, the Cowboys, which still confuses me how they're in the East, East division, but, you know, it's the NFL for you, keeping the rivalries as they wanted to. The Cowboys are 5-1 with an 833 win percentage. And for a tie for second, we have a three-way tie. Washington, Philadelphia, and New York Giants, all 2-5 and five with a 286 win percentage. <laughs> In the NFC North, the Packers won again, so they moved up to 6-1 with an 857 win percentage. The Vikings were off and stayed at 3-3 three and, three and moved into second place. The Bears lost, dropping them to 3-4 and four with a 429 record. And the Lions have continued to lose, losing 7 straight now at 0-7 with a 0 win percentage. In the NFC South, the Buccaneers are 6 and 1 with an 857 win percentage as they cruised over those Bears. The Saints won on Monday Night Football to move to 4 and 2 and in being second place with a 667 win percentage. The Falcons outdueled the Dolphins to move to 3 and 3 with a 500 record, and the Panthers are 3 and 4 losing to the Giants with a 429 win percentage. And then in the NFC West, the Cardinals are still undefeated as they rolled on Houston and have a 100% winning percentage. The Rams are 6-1, beating the Lions. Thank you. An 857 win percentage. And the Niners dropped to 2-4, a 333 win percentage. And the Seahawks losing on Monday Night Football dropped to 2-5, and five, and a 286 win percentage. So let's talk some news. Let's do it. Some news and notes from the sports world, starting with NASCAR. Another NASCAR race and another win for Kyle Larson, this time in Kansas. Larson has seemed to hit another gear in the playoffs and seems destined to be a cup champion. However, there's a reason they race these races rather than go by what the data just tells us. There is one more race this weekend in Martinsville before the championship race in Phoenix on November 7th on ABC. I mean, NBC, sorry. The final four thus far are Larson, who is guaranteed a spot in the race, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch currently. Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano still have a chance to earn their way in. Blaney is only a point behind Kyle Busch, while the other three 
may have to actually win at Martinsville to earn that spot. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Kyle Larson's another dominant win and how the field may look come Phoenix. What have you been telling me lately? You can't bet against him. We can't. This is crazy, dude. How many many is that in a row? That's uh, his second or third in a row. That's just nuts. Third in a row, something like that? Yeah, it's unbelievable. He needs to be tested for steroids. Not his car, but him. <laughs> you can't test the driver for steroids. <laughs> it, if he, he took steroids, what's that going to do? How's that performance <laughs> enhancing? He steps on the gas pedal that much harder. Uh, I love it. This, <laughs> this is fun. Um, yeah, man, this is crazy. Um, it's going to be fun to watch because, you know, any of them guys can jump in there and we'll see what happens. Yeah, like Larson's lucky. He doesn't even have to worry about Martinsville. He can he, he could basically just kind of coast in Martinsville. Yeah. I mean, do you want to win? Of course you want to win. You want the earnings because it's like golf. You, the better you do at a race, the more earnings you get for your And the season. more money you get paid. Yeah, so the more money you get paid. But at the same time, also, I could see if you want to kind of keep your car less damaged and not have to go to a backup car the next week in Phoenix, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of maybe back off a little bit in Martinsville. Um, kind of prepare himself more for Phoenix. We'll see what happens, but he's a, probably a competitor. Will do his best to try to win at Martinsville because basically you just kind of keep anybody else from possibly jumping back up. Because as we know, Blaney's been hot pretty uh, pretty much lately. Martin Truex could start heating up again. We never know with him. Yeah. Uh, Brad Kozlowski could easily jump back up and join Logano if they get those wins. And of course, you also want to kind of keep. Uh, you know, keep the pedal down in case Hamlin, Elliott, or Bush start thinking they can get some momentum going into Phoenix. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely going to be interesting it's to see. Be definitely interesting, man. Yeah, looking forward to Martinsville and then, of course, Phoenix in the championship race. Um, this is going to be exciting. This is going to be a great finish to the NASCAR season. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait either, man. All right, so we're going to move from the asphalt to the... Uh, the gridiron, To baby. the gridiron. We're going to talk some college football. First, some notes. The intrigue for the USC head coaching position is taking some interesting turns this week. Carson Palmer name-dropped Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin as a big name that the program will try to go after this offseason. That name drop sparked the internet and combusted into a huge blowout by Mike Tomlin this week during a press conference. Tomlin emphatically denied that he had any interest in SC, let alone any potential college football opening that could still come about. He stated, I have the best job in professional sports, so why would I go coach college football? He also said, uh, never say never, but never. It was also He also questioned the media as to why they don't ask about head coaches like Sean Payton or Andy Reid if they would head to the college ranks. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the intrigue that came out for, about your Pittsburgh Steelers head coach? Yeah, I think that, that it's just it's name-dropping. It's just something... To put out there for the media to, to latch on to. Um, but honestly, it, it's after watching some stuff on ESPN and whatnot. And, you know, whatever. I mean, he, he's not going to get paid any more going, going to college football. Yeah. And uh, Tomlin's been with the Steelers since Tomlin started, right? So as a head coach, as as a head first, coach this is yes. his first and only so far head coaching gig. So and I think he's wanting to stay with the Steelers. So Yeah, I the don't. the only thing I could see is 
and it's hard to see because their defense is so talented. If this was going to end up being a rebuilding situation, because yeah. Roethlisberger, it is I mean, should really, be done. That's all you need is a quarterback. Yeah, and to boost up your offensive line a little bit better because yeah. you already got weapons. You got a good running back. You need to bolster that offensive line. There's not really a weakness in your defense. A little bit maybe on the back end. The, the corners are kind of hit and miss at times. But you got a good safety in Minka Fitzpatrick. You know your pass rush is amazing, J- yeah. led by T.J. Watt. And it's just, it's not going to be a rebuild. I can see if we were going into a Pittsburgh rebuild, does he want to do that? Maybe not. And he might have considered it. But he knows he's a legitimate quarterback away from being right back in the thick of a Super Bowl contention and also building that offensive line. Yeah. Where would he go? I get it. SC is a good glamour position. You get to be in L.A., good weather. It's a program that's got good history. It's not like you're building up a program that's from nothing. Yeah. So it's understandable. But at the same time, you're in one of the most coveted positions in the NFL. Even if he were to be quote-unquote fired, which we know the Rooney family does not fire people, um, in my li- in our lifetime, if I remember right, um, Noel was still head coach in our lifetime, um, early in our years, and then it went to Cower, and then it's gone to Tomlin. So there's only been three coaches for the Pittsburgh Steelers in our lifetime. Yeah. They ain't going to fire Tomlin. No, especially if he's given winning seasons. And he doesn't have a losing in, season. He's improving it, you know, improving the program. and So, it's just, so. I mean, if the team maybe went 0-16 this year, could I see them maybe pulling the trigger on him? Possibly. But even then, it would have to be, it would have had to be bad. But they're obviously not going to because they've won games. They're at 500, as we just yeah. mentioned. So, I just... I kind of get the intrigue, but it's not going to happen because there's no reason for him to leave Pittsburgh. and it's, it's So it's not going to happen. But would it be a great get for SC? Of course, it would be a fantastic get. He would easily turn the tide of recruiting for SC, even against the SEC player. Uh, but you got to wonder who they're going to get. You have to wonder who they're going to get because they've been name-dropping for weeks now. Yeah. So I, I actually have a worry that Crystal Ball might be leaving us. So we will see what happens. I mean, uh, if Crystal Ball left, dude, that would suck for Oregon altogether. But uh, it's a big time uh, program. He's already got a footprint in the Los Angeles area because he skill kids all the time and heads them up to Oregon. And just a bit, now they can just stay home and know that they're going to be led by a guy who can lead this program to a potential re, re- glory of their old days. You know. Yeah. I could see it. But hopefully not. I'm going to pray it doesn't happen. Of course, if Miami gets their way, he was going to Miami. So <laughs> I'm either here in Miami, USC, Miami, or he's in the Yeah, Miami isn't going to get Chris Ball. I don't care. But that's his alma mater. Yeah, it don't matter. I don't know if they're going to get rid of Manny Diaz yet anyways, but that's for another uh, episode of Sports Talk. <laughs> So speaking of our Ducks, another week and another problematic performance by Oregon Ducks quarterback Anthony Brown. The team fell behind 14-0. He did help lead the comeback and took a commanding lead. However, costly turnovers by Brown allowed US, uh, UCLA Bruins to come back and only trail late 34-31. Fortunately for the Ducks, UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson did get injured on the Bruins' final drive. 
and their backup Ethan Garber threw a game-ending interception. Some question why Oregon would turn to a true freshman like Ty Thompson or even redshirt freshman Jay Butterfield. Well, the answer to that is, if they're turning the ball over, at least you can blame the inexperience on those quarterbacks, whereas what do you blame for the six-year senior giving the ball away like he has been? Good yeah, your man. thoughts. Uh, he's he's very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can't you can't turnovers is everything, man. If you're giving away turnovers, you're gonna lose a game, or you're gonna make the game so close. It's it's gonna be you know it's gonna mm-hmm. be like this last game was. Yep. So, I mean, they gotta figure something out, dude. Um, I don't think he's comfortable, you know, in the pocket. I don't think he is comfortable with his arms. Something is going on with his kick because it just it doesn't seem right. For 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 the Oregon to be winning as well as they are, it just doesn't seem right that their quarterback is being so inconsistent. Right. It seems like we're winning despite our quarterback instead of because of our quarterback. Yeah. Which is sad. Which is, he had a great game against Ohio State. And then all of a sudden, he's regressed terribly. It's like, what happened? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, it makes me wonder, though, if if there's something more to that injury he sustained against Stony Brook right before half, and then they kept him out in the second half. Did that hurt his confidence? Is he still kind of dealing with that injury, and we just don't know about it? Because Oregon never says anything really about injuries. Yeah. So if he's still dealing with that, is that the problem? I don't know and we won't ever know because they won't speak about it. So <laughs> until he ends up leaving the program, we might never know until he decides to run to say something about what happened. So All right, next up, Florida season is on the line this week as we get ready to take on the number 1 Georgia ranked Bulldogs in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville, Florida on Saturday. Both teams are coming off bye weeks, but it is the Gators who really need to win this game to prove itself. A team that took then number one Alabama to the wire at home in the sw- in the swamp now has a couple of head-scratching losses to LSU and Kentucky and can potentially put themselves completely out of a New Year's Six Bowl game. Georgia, on the other side, though, just wants to hurry up and get to the SEC title game and undefeated and ready to take on Alabama to prove that they are not just the best team in the SEC, but the nation. So this game means more to Florida at this point than it does for Georgia. Cooper, your thoughts on this I game? I think that might be Georgia's downfall. It could be. It really could be. If they play soft, mm-hmm. Florida's going to catch them, dude. But I honestly think that if, if Georgia's on this game, dude, Florida's not going to win this game. And I, I'm a big Florida fan myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't lose the way you did to freaking LSU. No. I'm just like, what What the hell is it? And Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah, Kentucky. Granted, in Lexington, but still. It doesn't matter. Kentucky is a freaking basketball school. Yeah. It's not a football school. What the? What is going on here? I don't know, man. I, that's, but like you said, and that's kind of why I made the statement, they might be looking so far down the down the road, Georgia, yeah, that they could that's get themselves the only way in trouble. It's gonna get them in trouble. So, I, I, if you're Kirby Smart, you got to make sure your team's ready for Saturday because this is a rivalry game, whether they want to view it as such as not or not. Because right now, basically, the SEC has always ran for the past oh, what decade and a half through Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and so they want to prove themselves, and I get that. But you're not gonna be able to prove yourselves. 
very much and to prove that you're the best team in the nation if you slip up and let the Gators chomp on you and beat you in, in uh, Jacksonville this Saturday. Yeah, and I think uh, Florida has a chip on their shoulder. They need this win. So they're going to be on their game. So, you know, Georgia better watch out. And Florida better figure out their but answer. Like I said, if, if Georgia's on their game, mm-hmm. it's going to be a close game all the way through, dude. I, I don't see it being... I see it being an offensive show party if everybody's, you know. Yeah, they. But the Gators, speaking of quarterback issues, need to figure out their quarterback situation. Yeah. Because Emory Jones, Jones is, is just kind of it, it's he's too much of a running quarterback, not really a passing quarterback. Yeah. And that reared its ugly head in Baton Rouge as he threw three picks, including that devastating pick six um, towards the end of the first half. Yeah. Granted, now Robinson Robinson did throw that interception that sealed the game for LSU, but he was trying to make a play, throwing kind of off his back foot, and you know, it, and he's young, so it, it, that's my point though. He's trying to make a play. He's young. He would know better if he was experienced not to do that. Where it was frustrating me because Anthony Brown is a six-year senior and makes mistakes where you're just like. You're a six-year senior. What the are you doing? Yeah, he's not going to do He's not even going to make it in the NFL. No. What's sad is because it looks early on like this year that he might at least be a viable backup spot starter for a team. But now it's like, you'll be lucky if you even make it practice squad. Yeah. All right. So we did have some surprising upsets this last weekend as unranked Miami took down number 18 NC State at home 31-30. Unranked Illinois took nine overtimes to beat Penn State, number seven Penn State in Happy Valley, 20 to 18. I don't like their new overtime rule in college. It's weird. Number eight, Oklahoma State went up to Iowa State and left with a loss, 24-21. Unranked Wisconsin went to 25 Purdue, uh, who were coming off a huge win over number two Iowa and beat the Boilermakers 30 to 13. Last Wednesday, unranked Appalachian State defeated number 14 Coastal Carolina 30-27. Whereas number 4 Alabama got over a slow start uh, to roll Tennessee 52-24. Number 5 Ohio State went to Indiana and destroyed them 54-7 with a 30-point outburst in the second quarter. And number 6 Michigan had uh, Northwest visit them in uh, Ann Arbor and easily dispatched them 33-7. Cooper, any surprises jump out from this last weekend in college football? I mean, you know, uh, besides Miami, since we like to make fun of them so much, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, oh man, what is it? Coastal Carolina, oh. yeah. And then we've got what Bama? Mm, Bama just easily rolled Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I, that that's normal for Bama, so... Yeah, it was, it was surprisingly, because it was a slow start for Bama, it kind of was like, what is Bama doing? And then all of a sudden... Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I'm like, what the... You know what I mean, so... Yeah, it's like, um, I'm sorry, did you all forget that you're Bama and that's Tennessee? And you just roll them usually every year easily? <laughs> Crazy how that turned out. All right, so, are you ready to move up to the NFL? Let's do it, brother. So following our report that the Cincinnati Bengals need to avoid a Carson Palmer 2.0 situation with their young star quarterback Joe mm-hmm. Burrow, Burrow had a career game against the Baltimore Ravens as he threw for 416 yards and three touchdowns to lead the Bengals to a 41-17 win over their division rival. This just further cements that the Bengals do need to do whatever it takes 
to make sure Burrow has what he needs to succeed. Build out that offensive line to fine-tune it and tweak some positions on the defense to make it more solid. The gamble on on, uh, taking Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell has worked in their favor thus far. They just still need to be able to protect Burrow to avoid a setback in his progression. Cooper, your thoughts on the outburst that Joe Burrow had against the Baltimore Ravens? This is crazy, dude. They beat the... In Baltimore. Yeah, they beat the Ravens in Baltimore, dude. Destroyed them. 41 to 17. What the... Like, where is the Ravens at? They weren't there at that game, that's for sure. I mean, you think of a 41-17 blowout of Cincinnati over Baltimore. You wondered what happened... How early in the game was Lamar Jackson injured? Right. (laughs) But there was no injury on him. Yeah. It was just a p- terrible game by the Ravens. And, just... and they're just shocker. And Jamar Chase, of course, had a great game, too, which was not, no, nothing to sneeze at. It was just Burrow. I'm telling you, man, they just got to avoid that Carson Palmer situation. But him and Jamar Chase? Oh, God. It's it's right back to LSU all over again. It's scary, dude. It's crazy. I love it, though. It's fun. It's nice to see the, the NFC North may end up being the third either the third, second, or first best division by the end of the year. Um, the NFC West is kind of taking a step back because the Niners and Seahawks have not done well at all, yeah. um, though Arizona and the Rams have stepped up. The AFC West is surprisingly competitive because the Chiefs are not even leading it right now. It's led by the Raiders. And then your guys' division, who would have thought you would have seen the Bengals on top, followed by the Ravens, the Browns, and your team, yeah, your team yeah. struggled a little bit. But, I mean, but... We expect you to at least be competitive all year. Oh, yeah. I so. mean, I, I'm not worried. I think that the second half of the season, you're going to see the Steelers. You're going to see them. You're going to see them move up in the rankings, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just surprising. The only thing that sucks is I kind of want to see them lose. Because you want a better spot for the positioning of quarterback in yes. the draft. Yes, I still think that you guys should get the... Um, Pickett, Kit, Kenny Pickett from uh, Pitt. I think that would be a good quarterback for you guys. He's played for a while in college. He no, he makes he makes professional throws, and he plays in the stadium, so he knows how 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 that stadium layout is. So nothing's gonna nothing's freak gonna him out, freak him out uh, in that like aspect. The weather, all of it, he's used to it. Yeah, so, so he's used to everything that he's gonna face in Pitt. In Pittsburgh, the only difference is it's gonna be better competition. He's just gonna have to get used to that at some point. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I also wouldn't be surprised, though, if you guys don't go after Aaron Rodgers or if he's not traded, and we'll be talking about him next, uh, Deshaun Watson in the offseason. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just have a hard time also seeing them trying to build on a young guy. Um, but we talked about this just yesterday. We were talking about this. We could also see them drafting a quarterback and picking up somebody in free agency and let the young guy learn – and then let the whoever they pick up in free agency kind of take over the team for a little bit, and either, yeah. which then will either be um, he steps in halfway through the season and takes over, or they just let him sit the whole year, see what the free agent can do, and if he does well enough, you make it to the playoffs, possibly make a playoff push and get to the Super Bowl. We never know because we don't know who's going to be available and who they get. Just saying, or you, you know, just. Let the rookie take over if he's ready. If you bring in, if you bring in a veteran, um, or if you guys stick with whoever's on your roster right now, which is Mason Rudolph, uh, Dwayne Harris, uh, Dwayne Harris, Haskins, Haskins. Sorry, thank you. 
Or uh, I think you guys have um, Dobbs, yeah, too. Yeah, we have Josh Dobbs, too. Josh Dobbs, too. So we'll see what happens with the Steelers. But I just... It, the the division though for the next few years is really setting up to be really nice with all these young quarterbacks and Pittsburgh getting ready to re yeah I would really like I would really like build. to see getting you know or re reset if we could get Deshaun Watson that would be cool Aaron Rodgers would be cool too but it's not gonna be as long with, as a the window thing with Aaron Rodgers is mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is on the back half of his career so wherever he goes he's just looking to get a Super Bowl. Well, Pittsburgh's a good way to go get one. Well, yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, that's not good for the franchise. Because think about it. If you want a good quarterback in the draft, you got to suck all year long. Well, and there's no way that if we had Aaron Rodgers on our freaking roster mm-hmm. that we would suck at all. True. Because you guys got good receivers, yeah, a good running back, and a really good dependable defense. All right, so speaking of Deshaun Watson, it appears the Houston Texans and Miami Dolphins have reached an agreement for a trade involving Deshaun Watson. However, the holdup currently is Dolphins owner Steven Ross wants clarity on the lawsuits on Watson. Word on that is that the lawsuit will at least go into the next year at the earliest before it is resolved. There were rumors that Carolina Panthers were checking in on the situation with Watson but have backed out. Surprising, though, that Denver or Washington has not been heard from in regards to the Washington uh, the Watson trade. Houston and Miami have until Tuesday, November 2nd, to complete a trade, or Watson does not go anywhere until March, unless, of course, another team poaches Watson prior to the deadline. Cooper, your thoughts on this situation? Uh, if I were them, I would wait. Um, to be honest, I would wait, um, because whatever you're giving up, you could be giving it away for free. I mean, if if he is guilty of what he's being accused of, mm-hmm. he's not going to get any playing time, period. Yeah. And he's going to be done with the NFL, and then you gave up whatever you got to get him. Mm-hmm. So, if I were everybody in the <laughs> NFL right now, I would take a step back from Deshaun Watson and let this whole thing play out. Yeah. And then in the offseason deal with it. True. And if you're Houston, I know you don't you don't like the fact that you're just sitting here paying him to sit on your bench. But I think about it this way too. You're if he's cleared of the of the lawsuit and nothing negative comes out of it where he's not gonna be spending time in jail for a significant period of time or anything like that. Your trade, his trade value then goes back up again to where you were thinking what you wanted to get. Might not still be that high, but you're going to get a lot closer than you are right now. Yeah, and if he's cleared from everything he's done, which I don't know, that's that's a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, if he's cleared, then a lot more teams are going to be more interested in what he has. Yeah, which then Um, gives you the bidding war because then. Like you said, Pittsburgh could be interested. Denver could be interested. Washington could be interested. I mean, I understand trying to maybe get him out of there so you're not paying him anymore. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I would eat that money and just see what happens. Unless unless there's an insider that already knows something that we don't know. Right. So. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out officially and we'll know by the time we come back with um, football talk next week. 
So whether he's still a Texan for the rest of the year or if he's Miami bound or wherever. Even uh, so, he's not going to be allowed to play, right? Yeah, no, he's he's eligible to play immediately. Oh. The NFL's not taking anything because he hasn't officially been charged with a, a criminal activity or a felony. Hmm. So he's not officially charged. These are just lawsuits. There's not. It's a different thing. He hasn't been arrested or convicted of anything of that nature, so he hasn't been put on the exempt list, and they can't put him on the exempt list due to their... Well, then what the hell is Houston even doing? Why are they even playing him? Play him. You could have maybe got some... He doesn't, want, he doesn't even want to be there, though. Well, then there's that. So, so. All right, so we're going to move on from that and move on to a very awkward reunion <laughs> that happened this Sunday. Mm-hmm. The awkward reunion of the Rams and Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford and the Lions occurred this last Sunday in Los Angeles. Rams and Lions completed a trade that swapped the quarterbacks, and the Rams had to send a couple of first-round picks to get the deal done this last offseason. The Lions managed to jump out to a 10-0 lead before the Rams' offense even took the field. However, the Rams would come back to win 28-19, handing the Lions their seventh straight loss and dropping Goff to 0-14 when not coached by Sean McVay in the NFL. Stafford continues to put up good numbers that will have him in the MVP conversation if he keeps it up. And Cooper Cup is on pace to have an NFL elite receiver numbers this season, including a possibility a shot at the NFL record in receiving yards. Cooper Cup. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the awkward situation from this last weekend, Matthew Stafford, and, of course, um, the other Cooper. Cooper Cup. I don't, I don't know, man. It, to me, it doesn't seem like it was very awkward. It seems like both teams were very gracious to both quarterbacks. Some nice things were said to both of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a well, well-played well game. And how about that? They get 10 points before the offense even gets on the field. Over oh, some crazy plays, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck is that? Like playing backyard football, pretty much. All right. You know? I mean, yeah, the, the Lions special team showed, sure showed up to play. As they, uh, after the Rams gave up the 63-yard screen pass for a touchdown to um, Andre Swift or is it DeAndre Swift? DeAndre Swift. Uh, the Lions special teams then kicked an onside kick, recovered it, drove down the field, got a field goal out of it and all of a sudden it was 10 nothing before the Rams knew what the hell hit them. Yeah. And then um, they got, they converted two fake punts on the Rams. I'm like, where's, I'm like, where's Jim Fossil at? Oh, that's right. He's in freaking Dallas running <laughs> their special teams. Because that crap wouldn't be happening to us if Fossil was still our special teams coach. Kind of a little irritated with that. But uh, we held on. We got the win. What about Cooper Cup, though, dude? What is going on with this guy? We've always said he was talented. We have. Um, I, I do that. That kid is crazy good. Uh-huh. And he's proving it. And uh, proving white, white boys can play. That's right. A skill uh, position. Exactly. Other than quarterback, other than alignment, other than a defensive lineman. Or a tight end. Or a linebacker. A actual skill position, wide receiver. Yeah. Him and, Even though him tight and end is very skilled position, too. But most of the white guys usually are blocking tight ends except Kelsey. Yep. And Kittle. But that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> other than Kelsey's that, a badass. Oh God, yeah. He's probably he's definitely the best tight end in the league right now. No offense to Rob Gronkowski, but he is on the back half of his career where Kelsey's just kind of entering his prime. Yeah. So, greatest all time, I would probably have to give it to Gronk because Gronk was a beast when any. Oh yeah. Man. But as of right now, Kelsey's way ahead of him. 
Might have to give me one of the drop jerseys. Yeah. Get I a wanna... Buccaneer one, though, because you don't want the Patriot one. No, no thank you. But I, I want it in creamsicle. Yes, <laughs> yes, the creamsicles. <laughs> I want it in the orange creamsicles. All right, so moving on. As for the games, the Cleveland Browns, despite being down some key players, including both top running backs and quarterback Baker Mayfield, would win on Thursday night, 17-14, over the Denver Broncos. In a surprising game that featured two bad teams playing like two great teams in a 30-28 shootout, won by the Falcons over the Dolphins. Tom Brady got his revenge from last year's debacle against the Bears, and he and the Bucks rolled 38-3 over those Bears, and Brady threw for a 600th career touchdown pass. The Green Bay Packers handled the Washington football team to the tune of 24-10. The Titans are clicking right now as they destroyed the Chiefs at home 27-3 and even knocked out Patrick Mahomes, who had to enter concussion protocol. The Patriots have taken out some frustrations on the lowly Jets to the tune of 54-13 that saw Zach Wilson get injured and will be out for a few weeks. The Panthers are stuck in reverse as they lost their fourth straight game. As they went into the Meadowlands, and got rolled by the Giants 25-3. Sam Darnold was pulled late in, the game, late in the game, but it was announced as he will be the starter moving forward. Even though they lost their head coach, the Raiders continued to roll as they took care of the Eagles 33-22. The Cardinals are still the only undefeated team in the NFL as they beat the lousy Texans 31-5. In a mess of a game in San Francisco, the Colts came out clean with a 38, uh, 30-18 win over the 49ers. And then there was a terrible Monday night game that featured the Wilson-less Seahawks hosting the Jameis Winston-led Saints. The game went the Saints' way 13-10. That's Cooper. it. 13-10. 13-10. That's all you got. 13-10 <laughs> on a Monday night game. Beautiful, isn't it? So what's your biggest takeaway from the games this weekend? Well, let's talk about Tom Brady. Why? Tom Brady, bro. Bite me in your Tom Brady love. 600 career touchdowns. What's with your love fest for Tom Brady lately? I just think it pisses you off, so it's it's great. I'd like to talk about it. <laughs> you just want me to kick you square in the butt, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes, though, too. But, but yeah. yeah, man. I mean, you gotta give you gotta give him his due. That's pretty sweet. Whatever. And uh, he still made a fan cry. For good reason. Why don't we say why he made this fan cry? Because he's a jerk. Big man. He's How a much jerk. of a jerk is he? What did he do? I went over to the kid. Uh, as a cancer survivor. Said Tom Brady. That's what helped him beat cancer. Tom Brady gave him his hat and shook his hand. Freaking jerk. <laughs> you can't even hate on him for that. I That's freaking awesome, dude. I can't too. And then, and then he had to be nice. Oh to the, lord. Then he had to be nice, all nice to that fan and help him out who got his 600 ball by mistake because Mike Evans didn't realize he gave up the 600 touchdown ball. He's, he's really making you making it hard for you to hate him, isn't he? I can still hate the cheater all I can, and I will. I don't care. Do you ever think maybe he got out of freaking there because he's not a cheater? Because he didn't like what was going on there? He still was the one wanting the balls deflated and burnt and uh, destroyed his burner phone. So he didn't have proof for the, for the NFL. So there you go. Cheater. Cheater. But is there proof of that? Yeah, he even admitted he destroyed his phone. He took the Hillary Clinton motive. <laughs> I know what I did. I destroyed well, probably it. Probably because he's ashamed of what he did. And he got out of there. So give the man a second chance. Nope. Everybody deserves a second chance. Nope. The man is trying here, okay? 
And he's doing nope. well. No. Nope. With another team. No. Nope. <laughs> Screw Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I like the Buccaneers. Well, how about the Packers, man? Oh, we didn't think they were going to do anything this year. Oh, man. God. Well, you get blown out by the Saints on the opening game. Yeah. Yeah, you don't look like you're doing good. A Jameis Winston-led Saints team. If it was Drew Brees... Yeah, I could see it. I could see that. And then you come back and you're like, okay, it was just a little bit of a hiccup. But when it was Jameis Winston and you make Jameis Winston look like an MVP And, and now look at him, dude. I'm like, what are you doing, Aaron Rodgers? You try to, you try to improve that stock for when you go to leave? Yeah, basically. So. If I'm Green Bay, I'm just sitting there going, yeah, that's right. Lead us... Lead us back into the playoffs with a division crown again. Get us closer to the Super Bowl. Maybe even win us the Super Bowl. That way, you're freaking. Um, what what, what if we he trade wins you for? The Super Bowl and then he just walks away. Hey, if you're if he retires, that's a great way to retire. But right. if I'm the pa- if I'm the Packers, I'm just sitting there watching his um, trade value just keep climbing. Oh yeah, keep going. Go ahead, win another game for right. us. Win another game for Daddy. That's right, baby. You're going to make me so much freaking draft capital. I'm going to be on. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? And then Las Vegas, dude. The Raiders is a surprise because, honestly, I don't care what everybody says. Carr has ice in his veins, brother. That dude is crazy. Yeah. And, and it seems like the, there was some talk about it, too, that after Gruden has gone, he's gotten better. No one seems to be walking on ice, but a lot of players did love their coach and respect him. But at the same time, they're playing loose. They don't have to. They don't feel all. Bah. Yeah. They got really nothing else to lose now. They're playing with house money, literally in Vegas. They're playing with house money. They have nothing to nothing to lose. What are you gonna do? You can't get any worse. So might as well just go pl- have fun with the game. And they have been. All right. Because it's, it's been fantastic, though. It's been a fun watch. I've been enjoying every bit amount of football I can get my hands on. And we get more good football this weekend. I'm loving it. I just wish we could be at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. But yes, me too, bro. But we didn't have the money. or And plus, we, we didn't have money, and now we're in quarantine. So, yay. Yay. <laughs> but we'll be watching the game. Definitely. We'll be flipping back and forth between that game and the duck game against uh, Colorado. Hopefully, we're blowing out Colorado. Yeah, we'll see what happens. God, if we're going to lose to Colorado, I'm just going to cry. Can't right? take this kind of bullcrap, man. It's not like Florida losing to Georgia. You'd understand that. I do. I would definitely right? understand that. Right? It's not. It's not going to be pretty if it happens. Yeah. But at the same time, we are favored by a lot against. Colorado, and yeah. I believe we're at home. So if we lose to Colorado at home, oh, <laughs> I'm not watching any more games that Anthony Brown is quarterback. If we lose to Colorado at home, I'm not doing it. Can't put myself through that no more. I'll just I'll, I'll just snap on somebody, anybody, anything. <laughs> Anyways, I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm collected. We got stuff to still go over. So. Whew. That was a lot. It was, man. I love the episode, though. But it was fun. Football time. It's the greatest time of the year. Football, baby. And that Doug game was pretty good this weekend. I was... I mean, other than Anthony Brown being Anthony Brown, they they 
They held it together when it could have easily fell apart. Um, yeah, but you can't have three close games like this in a row, bro. It's going to start getting bad. I know. And, uh, and it, it looks bad. When you should have beat Sanford. It looks bad, You should have killed and, Cal. It looks bad in the standings. And you barely beat UCLA. So. Who had it? Oh. At least we're still undefeated against Chip Kelly. Sorry, Chip, but... <laughs> Yeah, I told you you should have been our offensive coordinator when you got back to the, the college ranks. Jerk. Right. <laughs> Just came back home where you belong. And our offensive coordinator. Damn it. Huh. Maybe he'll get fired from UCLA. <laughs> and then Oregon will pick him back. And, uh, and, our, and our offensive coordinator, Joe Moorhead, will get another head coaching opportunity somewhere else. And we can get Joe, Chip Kelly back as our offensive coordinator. Come on, Chip! Because, <laughs> God, at least you'd have some... That's the other thing. I just don't feel like they trust Anthony Brown right now either. Because he's yeah. made so many mistakes. Give me somebody you trust then. Put Jay Butterfield in. Put in Thompson. I don't care. Put yeah. in somebody you seem like you trust because you don't seem to trust Anthony Brown with a shit right now. Anyways, I can go on another whole another rant. We'll be here for another 50 minutes. Uh-huh. So, we're going to end on that. <laughs> we'll be back again soon with Wrestling Talk. Um, I believe we have to combo it again. Yeah, we will. We'll have to combo it again on Saturday. But since, oh no, hockey still—it's the hockey that was causing the problem. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. Um, as soon as we get they get their schedules figured out in AEW, we'll get back to normal. Yeah, as soon as uh, Dynamite goes to TBS, we'll be good to go. Oh, we still got another two months of that. Okay. Right. But anyway, so we'll be back with WWE talk. We'll be back with more baseball talk. We'll talk about the World Series, how it's going. If you don't already know, Braves won game one. Game two is tonight in Houston. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think when we come back, they'll have an off day. Come on, just give us a sweep, Braves. Let's get us over and over. Right, that'd be nice, but I doubt it. Um, (laughs) By the time we get on back on with baseball, basketball talk, we should probably be at game five, I think, if I know the schedule off the top of my head, which I kind of don't. But I'm just guessing. And then, of course, we'll have basketball talk where we'll be talking about whether or not the Lakers are actually doing decent because they actually won last night. So, we'll see if they keep it up tonight against uh, the Thunder. Yay. Took overtime. They can't keep it up against the Thunder, bro. Yeah, then there's that. Anyway, (laughs) um, and then, of course, we'll be back with more NASCAR football talk because we have another great weekend of football to talk about. And, of course, we'll be talking about... The championship race. We'll preview the championship race. Yeah, man. This is awesome. I can't wait. Anyways. Freaking awesome. We got a lot to cover. So, we can't wait to do it. It's going to be fun. Hope you guys also have a fun and safe Halloween this weekend. If Yeah, we kind of don't talk to you again until the day before anyway. So, anyways. Have a good and safe Halloween. We'll mention again on Saturday. Anyways. That does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep keep on on talking sports. sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. 
on Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now